brother. And he is doing better, uh, but we'll get into that here in just a second. But Joshua Sherman is somebody who has been on every CSG or CSG episode for like what the last month and a half, I think. And we love him. I and I, I love you, bro. And so I'm so excited to have you back. We took like a two week, a little two week vacation. I needed it, right? I'm back into skateboarding, yeah, and that's fun. And so I'll talk about that too. But anyway, brother, how's it going, man? How have you been for the last two weeks? And what's new in your life? Like, what's been going on? Oh, man. Um, it's going well. Uh, just uh, preparing for a bunch of things like this, actually. <laughs> uh, so, right on. Uh, helping lead a, a Sunday school class at church for ab- about 15 people. We're going through Carmen I'm Sparing God's Name, and that's that's really cool. Uh, uh-huh. Getting ready next week for the CSG episode with JV, where we're talking yeah. about the of God. Yeah. Uh, and uh, getting ready on s- next Sunday to be talking with some people about uh, the kind of the three falls of humanity and um, how the Bible portrays a little bit more than just one fall. So, right. Um, yeah, should be pretty cool. That's awesome, man. So we got a lot of stuff coming up too, right? Like we are working. So Joshua Sherman is working with me on this and we've got a whole bunch of people that's been on CSG before contributing and a couple new faces, actually a couple of people. that's only been on once, you know, coming back like Austin Griffin, he'll be back with us and Chris date and, and the new face actually is William Tanksley Jr. But here's the thing we've got. 10 episodes coming up that basically we're just going to give an overview of Christianity, right? Something to give you, but make you want to dive deeper. And the new thing about this, like I I think from a CSG perspective anyway, like what I'm trying to accomplish with this, that I'm not seeing it. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it in this, you know, circles that I'm in is combining practical with theological, right? Like Josh Davidson and I were talking about this, and he kind of was confused at the beginning. He was like, wait a minute, are we doing a practical episode or are we doing a theological episode, right? And I was like, no, both, right? Yes, yes, we're doing both. And so for a minute, you know, it took to click for him, but he's on board. And so I think that's going to be really cool. Like how in the world can we combine Christology and turn that into something practical? I've got a couple, you know, things you know, the wheels are turning, but I think it's something that's going to be really fun. I think it's something that's going to benefit people extremely. And I really think that, you know, once you check these 10 episodes out, you'll want to dive deeper. That's what it's not, you know, an overview of everything. There's definitely a lot more to go with Christianity, right? In general, but it's something to get you started. And so that's what we want to give the body, you know, at CSG, kind of give them back a little bit, right? But but how's Tending Our Nets going, bro? So you run a podcast over at YouTube, and, and yes, you're sir. I'm sure you're on everywhere else, right? Like, you know, Audible, Spotify, <laughs> everywhere yes, else, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, right? CSG is on, you know, there as well. But what's going on with Tending Our Nets? Can you give us like a little, like, a little inside yeah. behind the scenes look? Or what's what's new there? Uh, so what I'm doing, uh, th- that podcast is focused on the gospel with short episodes, five to 10 minutes every week, mm-hmm. uh, just looking at a different facet of it that we may or may not have gone through with people before or understood mm-hmm. before, um, and mm-hmm. trying to help people kind of better un- wrap their he- heads and their hearts and their uh, their lives around it um, so that it's easier for them to actually talk with people uh, right. and to witness to people. Uh, and so right now I'm going through a series on the image of God and what it means to bear God's name um, and how that all ties into the gospel. Uh, and then I'll be, you know, moving on to the next series in about 
I don't know, nine, ten weeks. So, yeah. Series cool. are fun, right? Like, I like they doing are. some series. But anyway, so I, that's awesome, man. Like, I'm I'm super excited to kind of, like, to have you, you know, working with us on CSG thing and to see Tending Our Nets kind of grow because, I mean, we've kind of worked together on both, really, you know, because I've seen mm-hmm. Tending Our Nets from the beginning before you even released an episode just grow to what it is now, bro. That's super exciting and encourages me, you know, to keep going as well to see God, you know, kind of use these podcasts to reach people and to, you know, to help people out. And so what you're doing is awesome, bro. And I just keep, you know, keep going, man. I encourage you keep going with it because it's the best. Like, I, it's the best feeling in the world for me, right? But anyway. So with that being said, uh, also let's let's talk about Joshua Davidson for just a second, man. My co-host, my brother, he he had COVID. He has COVID, and so what's going on is we've started a fundraiser for those who don't know. Over my Facebook page, Tyler Fowler, go find me, go add me as a friend. I've just deleted a whole bunch of people that did not communicate, did not have anything to do on Facebook, right? And no, I want to be interactive on social media. So so add me. And, and check this out. We've have this fundraiser for Joshua because because he's caught COVID, right? He cannot go to work. And being the only source of income, it kind of sucks that he's in the predicament that he's in. So what we've done is to make sure that his monthly bills are, you know, that they won't go into debt or anything like that. We started a fundraiser. And the dude, the cool thing about this, Josh, the cool thing about this, bro, we have raised, and it might be more, but we've raised right at $2,000 for Josh. So living in California, I know that the cost of living is expensive out there, but I'm, I talked to him and he said, you know, right at 2,500 would cover it. So we are so close in a week to see that it just blow, bro, it blows my mind, right? Like to just see everybody come together and help Josh out. So if you want to help him That's out, awesome. if you want to give, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it to see people come together and help, ma'am. You know, Josh, he's so, I love the family. I love Josh. I love Emily. I love their kids, right? Like they are just a family that loves Christ and that, you know, they're, they're in it to win it and they're, they want to help anyone they can and to see any of them down sucks and and not to have josh here tonight it it really i hate it but i'm glad that you know i got you guys so it's a good it's good josh needs a break he needs to rest but if you want to donate if you want to help out then please go over to facebook click the fundraiser or you can donate on venmo uh i've what do you know that off the top of your head josh like what is the is joshua davidson 84 something like that that's that sounds right to me. Go to Facebook. I, I've posted it before on the fundraiser, so it's there if you want to look at that. But anyway, David Russell, brother from Proselytize or Apostatize Pora, YouTube, David, what is going on, brother? How you been? I'm good, man. You know, just working, doing uh, scheduling uh, interviews for PRA and debates and, you know, just doing my thing, man. Uh, came off of a pretty rough month, so I wrote a little series on Facebook, and I'm, I'm still uh, – I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it's about okay. depression and how, how people can deal with it and oh, how yeah. uh, you feel while you go through it. So, I, you know, I, I got to start doing more with my writing, which yeah. is kind of like one of my real strong suits. Mm-hmm. Uh 
even my aunt was telling me uh, that I have a a gift in my vocabulary for you, you know writing and stuff. So I was yeah. like, oh, let me let me let me like start small again, you know, because it's it's hard to get into things when you know you're you're running a podcast, you're running a show, yeah. you're trying to be active on social media. Like I've been trying to uh, kick off my TikTok a little bit more. Oh, um, TikTok. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to make these videos. Uh, yep. Some are responses uh, to. Uh, people because a lot of people have some bad information man a lot of bad history out there i, I really get the i really get the moniker that uh of c.s lewis when he said that you know uh it, you know good uh good philosophy exists if not just to answer bad philosophy mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> I, i'm i'm really understanding that like like hardcore right now and i'm seeing a lot of bad philosophy i'm seeing a lot of bad history a lot of bad exegesis especially why is that yeah especially with my friend andrew that's on right now but uh he's just listening right now so he hasn't been introduced so i'm not andrew's just just chilling out i just thought i just thought i'd take this cheap shot at him while i could you know (laughs) later but no poor andrew i'll give you full reign bro anything goes whenever you get him on i got you no but i I do got an interesting story and (laughs) and, you know it's not what i've been doing lately it happened like I think like maybe about two years ago now. Yeah. See, we used to not be able to park in the garage at work, and we we work in a pretty, pretty big city uh, around our nation's capital, uh-huh. right? So, I have to park in this little park and then walk over to the main building. So as I'm walking over to this main building, I'm passing by some uh, uh, townhouses, and you know it was trash day, so everybody had to trash out into uh, the curb. And as we're walking. I feel something land on my arm, and as I feel it land on my arm, I see my coworker because we carpooled, so I had a couple coworkers with me, and and I see the coworker. He's a short little guy, you know. He, he's not even. He's about five two, you know. And I see him just take off running, going ah, you know. He's like freaking out, right? And yeah. as I felt that thing land on me, I felt this burning sensation, right? And I look down, and there's about three wasps on me, yellow jackets, oh, you know. No. And you know, yeah. I. I Brushed it off. I got hit again. I brushed it off, and I and I just took off too. And I was like, I'm following this dude. You know, it doesn't matter. You, know? you got bees, or you got wasps. Bye. Because you know what? Yep. They sting you no matter what. They just don't like people. Mm-hmm. And I ran inside, and I and I took an assessment, and I had only a couple stings, but this guy had six stings. <laughs> but what's even worse is the guy that that was behind us. He didn't get stung at all. Ah. Uh. So I was a little bit upset at that because he's kind of oh, loud mouth in the group. Yeah, but it just reminded me of something that happened to you while I was on the on the uh, phone with the, you. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. So was that before or after the sting? My sting that I got a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we were on the phone and and you yeah. got stung. And I thought it was kind of funny and it, and it just brought back memories. So I, I figured, you know, if Tyler got stung recently, I'll tell him about my <laughs> uh, sting about two years ago. So we we yeah, shared but, the that, sting, bro. Right, man. Hashtag so, share the sting. Man, you know, uh, life has been just moving along. You know, we're, we still got yeah. a lot of work to do in the house. You know, and and kids are. are you know, I got a sweet sixteen this weekend, and Ooh. Uh, for my daughter. Yep, and uh, yeah, I turned forty this weekend, so I'm old. I'm officially over the hill. So, man, that, man, I am happy to be here today with you guys to discuss what we're going to be talking about, man. And we are glad to have you, brother. And yes, man, so that sting, it burnt like fire, bro. Like, I can't imagine. So you got hit three times, and your buddy got hit six. I got hit hit once. You got hit twice. Okay. 
And oh my goodness! But anyway, if you've never been stung, I think it was a yellow jacket because we've got a bunch of those around here, and they look like oversized sweat bees, right? Are we talking about the same thing? Mm-hmm. Or okay, so T- Tyler, I think you're just a touch hot. I think you're distorting just a little bit. Am I? Let me turn down. How's just that barely. test? Checkity check, check the check mic. <laughs> that good? Yeah, man. That's what we used to do in the band. Like when I was in a band in Florida, that's how we'd check. Checkity check, 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 pop, pop, pop. Yeah, anyway, this is CSG, the podcast where <laughs> we do stupid stuff all day long. Anyway, so <laughs> with that being said, so you got a lot of stuff going on at Pora, right? So real quick, right. before we get into Creation Ex Nihilo, that's a, I don't think we've said that. We've That's our topic tonight whenever we get into it. But what's going on at Pora? So you've got a couple interviews. I know I'm scheduled to be on an episode that Pora is doing this month, right? So give us a brief overview. You've released a YouTube video kind of giving a, a brief, you know, overview of what's going to happen. But tell the listeners if they haven't seen that, what what you got lined up on Pora for the month of October? Well, I'll be debating tomorrow. Uh, okay. I'll be debating uh, creation myths, actually, the validity of creation myths. I got a guy from Ooh. South Africa that wants to discuss it. So I said, sure thing. Just give me a time and a date. And settle on it finally. Nice. Right, and then the week after that, it's going to actually be on Thursday, uh, the fourteenth. We've got mm-hmm. a live with an actual exorcist. He's a, a bishop. Yes. His name is uh, uh, Plato Angelakis. Really cool name. Okay, uh, but yeah, he's he's an exorcist, and we're going to be discussing that. Then we've got another debate about Krishna or Jesus. Which one, you know, Krishna mm-hmm. versus Jesus, you know? So that's going to be pretty cool. I got a Harry Krishna guy coming yep. on, and and my good friend and kind of a mentor to me in, in apologetics is Rob Lumberg. He's a good yes. friend of mine. And then uh, <clears throat> we've got the big podcast extravaganza that's going to go on. I try to put these together a couple times a year, maybe two mm-hmm. or three times a year to, to like, you know, I, I like to unite the podcast, just say like, you know, yeah, we do our own things, but we do have a common goal, you know, yeah. and let's just get together and give our fans something fun to think about, you know? That's right. So uh, that's right. I, I invited you guys, uh, my TikTok friend here, Andrew, uh, does apologetics. He's going to be on with us, and yeah, man, that's going to be awesome. And you know, that's that's uh, November or d- October. November is going to be pretty cool because I'm going to be getting in the cosmological arguments. Nice. So what I what I wanted, but you know, I got to kind of divide these up differently because I'm going to take a break from series because I try to do series, yeah. and then I'm going to like focus on like uh, seasonal things. So like December will be. Uh, probably have to do with you know the incarnation and christmas stuff you know nice. uh, last year we did is Chris, uh, christmas pagan type thing and and we did that we talked a little yep. bit about that but um this year i want to just kind of focus on uh jesus and the incarnation and like the star of bethlehem if that was a real event uh and Ooh. also uh uh the virgin birth, you know, because yeah. I don't think we talk enough about it. You know, we don't talk about the virgin birth that much. So I'm going to try to pull sure. one of my friends and see if they want to talk about that. But other than that, man, you know, that's how PRA is going, man. And, and that's what I try to do. I try to get these little like preview videos done once a month if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do it all the time because some of these interviews, they're hanging on by a thread and mm-hmm. get confirmed like like the last two weeks before it's time, you know, but this, the last couple months I've been able to, uh, plan out well ahead. So other than that, that's it, brother. 
That's awesome, man. That is so awesome. And like I said, bro, we're glad to have you and looking forward to the discussion tonight. So Andrew Elliott, what is going on? This is your first time on CSG. And so with that, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You have a TikTok, I'm assuming, from what David was saying. And so Andrew does apologetics. So tell people about that and and who you are and what you're about, brother. Absolutely. It's good to be here tonight. And uh, I would like to first start by saying, you know, David's really been ramping up on disagreeing with me lately, saying I'm wrong. Yeah. But then when he just told everyone that he, he just turned 40, it explains everything now. You, you know, his mind's starting to go <laughs> yes. that old age. But uh, no, I, I love him. And I think the world <laughs> of him. That's actually how we we met. Um, I've actually not been as uh, active on my TikTok. So I find more values okay. uh, now going live with people um, doing dual live there's actually a new guest feature where you can bring two people on at a time um, had some interesting q and a's and uh, just kind of mini debates sort of conversation style like what we're going to be doing tonight um, i actually am just getting over and recovering fully uh, from covid that really took me out of you know my my normal day to day for about a month, so that's partly why I've been so absent from TikTok. But no, uh, okay. whether it's pre-sub, classical, or evidentiary, I think they all have their their merits and their limitations. And so, what we're looking into tonight might fall under that philosophical and evidentiary um, type of discussion. And yeah. I'm I'm more than happy to be. If anything, just the biggest student of the four of us. I think I actually am going to come away being able to learn the most about that. But outside of social media, I mean, I'm 29 years old, got a wife and a a beautiful daughter. Her name's Ada. She's three years old and uh, really just trying to provide for them on the daily. You know, COVID obviously um, dampered that a little bit as well. But we're just now starting to get stable and, and back to normal again. And I'm hoping... I'll get back to making some content for TikTok as well. But excited to be here. And I thank David again, even though he thinks I'm wrong. (laughs) No, and we're glad to have you, Andrew. I mean, really, so you had COVID. And just if for those who haven't had COVID, can you give us just a brief, like, what, how did you feel? What was it like? You know, were you, are you, are you vaccinated or no? Or do you mind if I ask? Yeah, these are all really, no, not, I don't mind at all and i think people who get volatile over this subject um they they may need to stop and pray because i've seen some ugliness from both sides right sure but um you know i've lost grandparents to covid and i chalked it up to well they were immunocompromised you know if i as a young man with healthy lungs if i get it it shouldn't be any worse than the flu or at least that's what you tell yourself um it was immensely Right. It was much worse than the flu. And Mm. my problem was I was basically quarantined in my bedroom only because my father-in-law was visiting us the week that I had it. So I couldn't even go into my kitchen. And so as a result, I wasn't on my feet. I was just in the bed most of the day. And that's what piled that fluid up in my lungs and gave me COVID pneumonia. Spent about nine days in the hospital. Um, and, And I actually have to say it's a testament of God's goodness. I went in there. Um, the first two days, my blood oxygen was just really low. I didn't think I was going to make it out. And then um, by about day five or day six of being in there, they're just like, we have not seen someone recover as quickly as you do. And um, a little bit more of my story that I'm not going to branch too deeply into. I was yeah. raised, you know, kind of charismatic word of faith. And I'll tell you, when you're laying in that hospital bed and can barely breathe and you're in a lot of pain, you really wish that theology was true. Like, oh, oh I yeah. can just increase my faith and and god has to honor that and heal me call and it yeah the, 
the staunch reality is there have been people my age and even younger who were parents who, who God let that be their end in their hospital bed apart from their wife and their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, it was a humbling moment, you know, God, I'm not better than anyone, whatever your plan is. Let me be content that I've already died in you. Like my, my eternity is already guaranteed because of what you've done. Um, And that was very reassuring. And that got me through the rest of my hospital stay, I would say. That's right, man. Right on. So true story, just real quick. My wife had it. She tested positive. Now we're assuming my little girl had it because she got sick the same time my wife did. And so I'm just, like I said, we never got her tested because she's 17, 17, 18 months old now. I forget. Wow. That's bad. She's, my wife's going to kill me for forgetting that. But no, um, but she was sick, very sick. And I tested negative three times. And so I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I got the first vaccine. I have not got the second because I actually did some research on the subject. David and I actually talked about this on a, a previous CSG episode, but uh, with ADE and antibody viral. Uh, oh, I knew I was going to forget it. AMVE is the acronym. Anyway, uh, look it up. But, but I, that's the reason I didn't get the second because basically in a nutshell, if you get this vaccine, something can, something can happen to where it actually reverses the effects and you could actually experience worse symptoms. There have been people hospitalized because they were vaccinated and caught the COVID you know, uh, virus. And having the vaccine fully vaccinated was hospitalized because their symptoms were actually elevated. If they would have just had it naturally, not so much. You know, Maybe it wouldn't have affected them as bad. But we're starting to see that. And that's what, you know, it trips me out, just being perfectly honest, because we're real over here at this podcast, right? It trips me out that they know this, and they're still pushing it, right? It's like, why? What is going on? And I'm not trying to like get off in a conspiracy theory land or not talk about creation next Neela tonight. But at the same time, it's like, if you know this is happening, why are you continuing the agenda? What is going on? Right. And I don't know. I just I think it's fair to ask that question with this evidence. You know, anyway, somebody wants to jump in. I think a lot of that comes down to whether you're talking about Mm -hmm. anecdotes or statistics. And that's part of the hard part is statistics are a bit harder to kind of sort out. Um, But I mean, generally what I've seen from, you know, pretty much every hospital that's been putting out numbers is that, you know, it's it's a whole lot worse if you're not vaccinated um, Mm -hmm. for the people that do get admitted. Um, so who knows, uh, um, you know, like I said, numbers are interesting, but, sure. um, I mean, I've, I've seen that from probably four or five different hospitals that are like, okay, so here's the beds we have, here's yeah. how full they are. Here's, here's, you know, how many we have in the ICU and how many are on ventilators. And when you do the comparison, it's, it gets pretty stark. So, um, I, I think the other thing we're dealing with is that we also have multiple vaccines in the wild. So, you know, mm-hmm. we could be dealing with something where the Pfizer vaccine is wearing off a bit the way that it sounds like it it, it does uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, they're starting to kind of maybe think that. But then, you know, other vaccines, like the Moderna booster, one, yeah. you know, seems to last longer. So um, who knows? But, yeah, there's a lot to try to take in when you're trying to figure out what to do. And that's the thing, ultimately, is that we're early. We're still got a lot of waiting to do, a lot of, unfortunately, trial and error. I mean, that's what this boils down to in a sense. Um, but yeah, this is early and there's still a lot of numbers to be, you know, there's a lot of variables to be 
gained, right? Because we don't have them yet. So I, anyway, that, that's all I'm going to say about vaccines tonight. So let's get into this. Creation ex nihilo. We got about 30 minutes. And if you want to jump in on this conversation, you can give us a call. one 855 is that number to dial? And yeah, we'd love to have you ask a question about. So, creation ex nihilo, first of all, for those who don't know, means anyone want to jump in on this one? What does creation ex nihilo mean for $200? Creation out of nothing. Ah, David it's Russell. Latin. It is Latin or is it yep. Greek? No, it's Latin. Okay, fair enough. It's like I, the X. I mean, you know, I X. wanted the two hundred dollars, man. <laughs> well, you've got it on credit, so you can spend that in any CSG virtual reality website whenever we get one built. That will be good then. <laughs> so you get it built. We, yeah, I'm, far, I'm farther along in my merch than you. I'm are. saying you need to let me have this front, and I'll get it to you when oh, I'm good for it. I promise, unless God takes me out before then. Anyway. <laughs> All so right. what's up? You're the one, actually, David, so I'm going to give you the floor on this. You're the one that wanted to talk about Creation X Neolo. So what is it that, what's going, and for, real quick, let me just kind of give an overview. So I didn't know, I want to give people something that I learned, actually. So I didn't know there was even a debate about this, to be honest. There are some people, right, that would, and, and maybe we've got them on the show tonight. I don't know. That's why I'm here, actually. But would say, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong because it's brand new to me, but would say that God actually created from matter, material stuff that was already here. And how long this has been here, I don't know. That's a question, but that's the genuine, or, or that's the general argument, right, guys? Or am I yeah. far off? Okay. No, you so David, got some of it. it okay. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty Take wide. It. Okay, Take so it. What, what I was going to talk to you guys about, and... Yep. uh we kind of went off the rails with it, but it's what I nice. to talk CSG-ified. about, you know, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know, I, what I was going to say, and you know, I wanted Andrew to also talk about it because yes. you know he has his view too. Um, is that you know, um, and Josh, I, I mean, yeah, he he was the one even started the pushback a little bit, I think, which was really cool. But as yes. me and Josh were talking before before the show tonight, we both kind of like understood that you know we do take it for granted you know, Creatio ex nihilo. And we do uh, just cover it these days in passing when it's actually one of the biggest doctrines that are out there. And it needs more attention. We need to have more attention on it. This was my motivation to tell you I wanted to do the creation show, was for the simple fact is that we need to cover Creatio ex nihilo in detail. Right. You know, and we need to talk more about it because... There's been a, uh, a forever struggle, should I say, because it's been going on longer than Calvinists and Arminians been arguing. Uh, the eternalism, fighting against eternalism, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what is eternalism you know, for those who don't know? It, it, eternalism is basically the idea that the universe has always been here, that it's eternal, okay. that matters. You know, that God had to work within. Uh, or work with matter to form matter that it pre-existed, or it existed at the same time as God. So it's mm-hmm. always been; it's eternal, like God. And I, and I think that uh, I, I pretty much know. I'm not going to say think that was like the biggest battle throughout the ages. You know, the New Testament they fought it; the Old Testament they fought it. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons Genesis kind of rolls out kind of like a polemic in a way. So, so against other yeah, creation myths like the Babylonian, so Enuma Elish, for example. Right, right. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at these, all the, uh, most, most every other holy book you see is uh-huh. a book that is describing some sort of eternalism. And I think Genesis is the one that stands apart from it all. And it's kind of mm. like one of the reasons I'm also, That's interesting. And, and I didn't tell Josh josh this but you know it's kind of one of the reasons i'm i'm against functionalism Mm -hmm. is because i i think it can kind of it brings that worldview in to say okay you know let's kind of make peace you know and he i could be wrong uh i'm not a pro on the functional view however i i wanted to bring it so you guys could ask me questions uh i didn't prepare an opening statement or anything i I gotta Mm. write one later for uh the debate i'm having tomorrow because i'm gonna incorporate some of that stuff in you got a debate tomorrow and you're gonna write out your opening (laughs) statement tonight of course yeah i mean i love you dude here's how here's how the here here's how you gotta serve it fresh right that's right fair enough what i do is I, I usually try to do do this well beforehand, yeah, yeah. but I didn't get I didn't get the uh, confirmation from my inoculator okay. of Fair what enough. we were covering. Fair so enough. he didn't tell me until like yesterday what we were actually covering, what gotcha. he actually wanted to cover. So I said, okay, you have the opening statement. I will per, I will try to get what I, what I can. And I'm not really worried about it because I'm going to let him take it away, and I'm just going to kind of be there to push back. Because you know how I am on my show, man. I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah. I don't want to ostracize. It's not about winning or losing an argument. It's about dialogue, yep. you know, and you know, creating good content to mm-hmm. let people think and to glorify God, man. I mean, that's that's really all I want to do in everything I do, that's you know. Right. Um, and I'm not perfect, so. But anyways, back to creation ex nihilo. Right, right. Uh, yeah, man. So. You know, that's where I'm at. So I, I ask myself these questions, uh-huh. and one is, one is, you know, does Genesis one tell us anything about what God did in creation, or just yeah. why He did it? Is the theology of creation rooted in the history of creation? So I look at those, and those are kind of the questions I ask myself. And of course, it leads to more questions. But you know, I, I, I that's where I started. That's where I started looking into this. And I realized how important the doctrine was, and I was like, you know what, you, you know, Tyler asked me on, you know, and and then I saw Andrew, he was talking on uh, about how William Lane Craig was wrong, and I had to tell him he was wrong, but oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I was like, hey, I want Andrew to come on and talk about this too. So yeah, uh, yeah, right so I, I I just brought everybody here uh, to your podcast, even though you almost were late. And I was. I thought I was going to have to run it without you. And, I was in a skate know, session. I'm sorry. Coast, but no, I'm <laughs> no, go ahead, man. So if you guys got any questions of why you yeah. get some, you know, so, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I just me, lay it out there just like that, man. Right on, brother. I appreciate that, dude. So let me jump in just real quick. And jo- and then so Josh Sherman, then I want to bring you on. And then Andrew will get your thoughts as well. So real quick, David, just to clarify, you would deny eternalism then, right? Like you would say, no, God created ex nihilo. God created from nothing. And the Bible, Genesis 1, maybe in particular. Or would you go somewhere else to find this doctrine more you know, clearly kind of laid out? Or is it clearly laid out in Genesis 1? 
Oh, it's definitely clearly laid out in Genesis okay. 1. And this is where we – this is where I would butt heads with scholars today in modern scholarship. Gotcha. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd butt heads with anybody in ancient scholarship. You know, I don't think I'd butt, butt heads with anybody in that, that realm. Um, but as far as modern scholarship, yes. You, you know, okay. um, I would butt heads there. But, okay. yeah, I'm a, I'm a staunch uh, – uh, uh, what it was a creatio ex nihilo. I don't think that eternalism's right at all. I think that's they've been fighting eternalism for a long time, yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's where I'm at, man. All right, so Josh, what is something David said? I want to ask you, and then you, the floor is yeah, your man. brother. What is functionalism? Yeah, uh, so um, this is a, a view that has gained. Uh, a fair amount of traction amongst biblical scholars uh, lately. Um, And a lot of the reason for that is that Mm -hmm. we've discovered a lot of things in the last 500, 200, 150 years that uh, have to do with the ancient world. And uh, whether it's archaeology or writings that people have have produced in languages that are similar to Hebrew, like Akkadian or Ugaritic, um, and trying to, you know, translate those and understand uh, what they're saying. Um, And so the more the people have done that and, compared especially um, the different languages that are related. So we have cognate terms where um, you can actually understand a little bit more maybe about what a Hebrew word means when it's not used very often by looking at some of these other languages that are related and going, oh, okay, there's a relationship there. That's neat. That may help us to understand a little more of what they maybe meant when they use this term. Uh, same kind of thing with with some other details. So um, this is really kind of been made popular by John Walton, uh, the Lost World yeah. series, um, and he's an Old Testament scholar and, and just goes into a lot of this. But um, his view is basically that uh, Genesis one describes the describes God ordering creation and making a uh, a temple out of it, um, and that parallels a lot of what we see in different creation myths in the ancient Near East. Um, but it also has some very big differences. So where you might have a god in, in Egyptian uh, mythology that creates uh, a mound of dirt out of the waters of chaos uh, and then has people build a temple on it and then rests in that temple. Uh, what we see in Genesis is is something that's much more, much bigger, right? So God creates everything, <laughs> you know, orders the entire cosmos as his temple, doesn't need any, any help from people in creating his temple, and on the seventh day he rests. Uh, and that rest is is one of the the key kind of connections that I think has helped people to to really kind of start to understand maybe some of the the connections there, but also the contrasts. the The difference I think with uh, with Walton and uh, you know myself is that um, you know Walton is is very kind of forward about the fact that he's he's basically partially putting that forward as an argument to say we don't need to believe in creation ex nihilo out of Genesis. It's not about that at all, and people need to stop thinking that because that's part of what drives doubt because they don't see how to deal with what they see as scientific consensus around evolution and then, and then yada, yada, yada. Right. So he goes in that direction. I don't know enough (laughs) uh, to Mm -hmm. kind of put that all in context. So I look at it and I say, you know, I think he's right that, that, you know, what we see in Genesis is, is functional creation. It's, it's got ordering things, Um, whether it also, uh, describes creation ex nihilo uh, is something I'm still kind of trying to figure out. I see a lot of people that that are dealing primarily with, uh, you know, ancient Near Eastern stuff in the Bible, biblical texts that are saying no. 
Um, yeah. But I, you know, I don't like to say, you know, it can't be both and without really doing a deep dive on it. So that's kind of where I'm at. I got you. No, it's interesting because I just typed in like on Google creation ex nihilo or creatio. David, do it. You're you're the best at it. Say creatio ex nihilo. Thank you. Against John Walton. <laughs> so I had to I had to put that in there because I was reading an article earlier on this mm-hmm. subject, and you mentioned John Walton. They mentioned John Walton. I was like, ooh, what was that article? So that's why the against was in there. But just typing that in brought up a lot on this art or on this subject, really. Um, that's interesting. I would encourage people to go check that out. Um, but Andrew, let me bring you on brother. And you, so you've heard kind of two different sides. I'm hearing Josh, you would hold to maybe fun or functionalism or would you hold to eternalism since we've used that word? No, or, um, no. I, I think we see, okay. I think we see creation ex nihilo, uh, uh, pretty clearly in, in other texts in the Bible. Uh, I just, but I not have Genesis questions one. about whether that's something that Genesis one is actually trying to address. Gotcha. Uh, so, so your yeah, guys, that's maybe, what the difference would be is in the text itself in, of Genesis 1, not that the Bible doesn't teach creation ex nihilo. Right. Okay, Andrew, what are your thoughts on what the two contestants, no, my brothers, what do you think they've said <laughs> <laughs> on CSG? It, it, anything is possible on CSG, the randomness that goes through my mind sometimes. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, what, what are your thoughts <laughs> on what they have said? I am actually going to have to side um, with the functional view, and this is okay. more recent. Um, so we're all so... ganging up on David. Gotcha. No, and, I, and <laughs> the thing is, uh, David and I have such a friendship, um, yeah. and I'm really just at the mental state in my life. If I'm wrong, I want to know, right? Yeah. So yeah. I yes. look at um, bara being used as the word that the writer of Genesis here would have designated as assigning or shaping uh, but verse two okay. i think gives some real credibility to the functional argument the earth was without form and void so without form and void those those hebrew words are tohu and wabohu um do those you, really kind real of quick, it Andrew. seems to me oh yeah yeah real, real quick do you have the hebrew text pulled up i is nobody gonna have yeah. the the hebrew text pulled up it I sounds do. like I, I mean he's I, quoting I Hebrew. Why. Like, can you That's read Hebrew? Fine. I'm gonna quote. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quote it too, and I'm gonna give you stuff too. So let him do his thing. All right, and, fair enough. <laughs> you know, if people want to look up the Hebrew afterwards, because we don't have the time to like actually like discuss Hebrew <laughs> in general. But like seriously, like yeah, I, I would, Look, I would like to hear his point here. I was just Tohu and Debohu. And I've just, I, I, dude, I really looked at uh, yeah. just recently. So I've been, I've been studying this now for about a month, and I've seen a lot of recent scholars also say yeah, that yeah. Uh, talk about Tohu, and uh, you know, as you know, right. it shouldn't be considered what the functionalist thinks it is. But go right. ahead, uh, Andrew. I, I really want to hear, well, hear your comment here. The reason I said that because, like, I you know, I love translations. I mean, obviously, I can't read Hebrew, so I gotta go to translation. But if somebody can actually read the Hebrew, like, I would love that. To what does Genesis one one through three say in Hebrew? You know what I mean? Like, that's cool to me, bro. If, if anybody you ask can me do to that, these words. Like, no, just translate it into English for us. Nah, it's gonna good. sound like where Bara. I'm from, and that's the south. Ten, it's right ten. here. Bara, Genesis one one through three right, challenge in Hebrew. Go. All right. <laughs> yeah, David wins. Um, 
No, but to my point, formless and void, yeah. tohu wabohu, it seems to imply that the earth is already existing, but in a state of disarray or a state of disorder. Mm-hmm. And I think that builds the narrative of what the seven creation days do, or technically what the six creation days do. And that's assigning function to things that have already existed. Now, I don't take it to the superlative of eternalism. Um, I also believe John 1, 3, when John's describing who Jesus is as the Logos, as God, he was there from the beginning and all eternity. Um, John 1 and 3 says, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made. So I, I don't affirm eternalism. I don't think any sound Christian should, or if they do um, ignorantly, they should be corrected in their thinking on that. Uh, Because eternalism, in my opinion, the only logical conclusion you're going to have to come to is either pantheism or panentheism, where God and the universe are somehow involved with one another to a degree. Mm -hmm. And so we see death and decay. And and someone might make the argument, oh, that energy and and those molecules are being redistributed. Um, You know, it's just a, a transfer of energy. But God is this holy, not H O L. Why? But W-H-O-L-L-Y. He's a holy, complete, and necessary eternal being. There's no death within him. So I think to have the attributes or to be able to be eternal or for materials to be eternal, they'd have to be perfectly good and immortal to where their state doesn't change. And this actually fuels a lot of the Gnostic conversation that tried to come into the early church in the New Testament. And um, that's actually the birth of an ancient heresy called modalistic monarchianism they they would mm-hmm. say things like the chair or the the pew in our church or the the pedestal the pulpit in our church this is a mode of god you're seeing a mode of god because they attributed the monarch as being who god was and everything in creation um somehow pointed to his essence or his being in one way or the other they'd look at the legs of the chair and they'd say oh this is how god upholds people by his power like they, they were just they were going very wildly with it, right? So I think all of that flies right in the face of the truth of who God's made himself out to be. But trying to be as faithful and as um, carefully considerate of the ancient Near Eastern context, I see more reason to believe this, but I'm open um, to firstly hearing David's rebuttal to this, and ultimately I'm open to being wrong in that this is the ultimate polemic and against the other yeah. creation myth. And if God wanted to start from uh, Genesis 1 and 1, there absolutely was nothing. And then he brought it all about. And that's what Genesis 1 is talking about. I'm okay with that. I just think yeah. on these yeah, particular too. words being used um, that that's not necessarily the case. All right, David. Right on. I mean, excellent, uh, excellent objections. And you guys are, you know, pushing that functionalism, you know, out very well. And you, you explained it very well. And yes, me and Andrew do have a, a great relationship where we could say we're wrong and, and we joke with each other. And I can chide him for being a Calvinist. He can chide me for being an Arminian Molinist. But, you know, I, it's just the way we are, man. And that's, that's cool. That's man. right. Uh, and, and, you know, that's Christian love for you. It's all you know, love. And, it's all yeah, love. So, yeah. And that's why, you know, I pick a Calvinist like him to hang out with me because – I don't care about those secondary issues like some people. You know, right. I love my brethren. I I look at the good in everybody, and and we go forth. But let's get to Creatio ex nihilo, right? Yeah. And <laughs> because I don't know where we'd get a doctrine 
of Cardacio ex nihilo. Uh, I mean, do we go to Isaiah, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah? Um, do we go to Nehemiah nine six, Psalm nine ninety two, or do we go to Proverbs eight twenty one through thirty one, or canonically do we go to Romans four seventeen or Hebrews eleven three? I mean, I don't know where we'd get a cogent doctrine from because I don't think those verses give us enough to create a mm-hmm. solid doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my first issue, right? Um. The second is with how it's interpreted. Uh, like I said, this has never been a problem until, and I think Josh said it right. It's it's more modern, you know. Mm-hmm. The ancients did discuss this. I think it would negate the fact that they fought against this eternalism for so long if they just uh, um, were talking about, or if Genesis was just talking about function in general, right? I think it, you know it at least gives the opportunity to wiggle your way out of the hard question of how does God create from nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So my first thing is with Barah. I think I think uh, Walton gets it wrong when he says to create by assigning functions, right? So that's how he retranslates Barah, right? So it, it's not a meaningful calculation, right? So to assign a function is not to create in English, right? So we have to, we have to take that into consideration. But Another thing is like he said that people weren't really uh, – uh, you know, they didn't really care about uh, the material world, like how it came into existence, right? They, they didn't really uh, uh, worry about stuff like that, like materialism and stuff. But I think it's interesting that he said that because historically we see philosophers that really did care about material reality and where it comes from, uh, uh, Theocles and uh, – or Herculeus, I, I think that's the name. I, I can't, I can't pronounce some of these Greek names. Sorry, but uh, mm-hmm. I look at it like this. Okay, so Genesis one gives us uh, uh, four links. Right, the first is in the beginning, God. God exists mm-hmm. before matter. Right, Earth was a wasteland. Now that's when we have to get into things like uh, uh, in the beginning. We have to understand what in the beginning is. Right, because I look at Barah. And I think it's pretty clear, and from what people have have done is, like, I think Joshua said something about cognates, right? So I, I do want to hit that real quick, all right, after I give you the rest of these four links. All right, so Earth was a wasteland, so matter did not coexist with God. God created, God brought something new that did not exist previously, and God spoke, right? So matter did not come from uh, the body of God, basically. It's not like a pagan myth, right? He spoke it, and it came into existence. But when we come to, to this idea of Barah, right, um, we don't see a cognate in any of the uh, surrounding cultures like Barah, right? So cognates only appear uh, for Barah in, uh, what is it, late Syrio-Arabic and old South Arabic, Right? Um, and that's the idea with the sense of building. So it, 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 it's it's that's kind of like the definition. It, it's in the case of creating or building, right? So this concept, you know, occurs over fifty times in the Hebrew Bible, and it's really unique to the culture. So I think the functional view kind of robs that uniqueness from uh, uh, what the the Hebrews were trying to do. I think the Hebrews were really 
taken on the pagan cultures. They were outnumbered 10 to 1, you know, and they were like, no, eternalism isn't true. This is a big debate. And, you know, the functionalism view kind of erases that that debate, you know. But like I think the debate was a lot bigger than what we what we think because we see it in the theology of the Hebrews evolve over time. We see them talk about it over time. You see it in Isaiah. You see it in the Psalms. You see it in Nehemiah. You see it in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. This was their belief. They believed that God created something from nothing. They believed that their God was the sovereign one over creation that existed before matter, and matter did not coexist with God. And it it's just so happens that we see this in reality and what we study in science i mean we get a universe that comes from nothing right we see a big bang we see a single a singularity right it, it, we can rewind the clock to a, a fourth of a second you know or a fourth or a billionth of a second sorry um we can go back that far we can we can enter into the plank zone right and plank time that's extremely close <laughs> um if you want to hang your hat on uh, a billionth of a second, be my guest. But we know, and the evidence is, is very, very positive, that the universe began from a nothing point, a singularity. That, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Doesn't science show us that the universe began to exist at that singularity, like you just said? Is that Exactly, facts? exactly. That's facts. And okay. it, it's, it's, it's so much so that Almost nobody in science disagrees with it. Now, sure. you do have people trying to, to jump into that billionth of a second to say, okay, eternalism is still real because space, you know, uh, uh, we, we can't tell what's going on before that billionth yeah, of yeah. a second. Right. right. But there's so much evidence that comes before it that says it did begin to exist that it's now at the point where all of them will say yeah. it probably did, it did begin to exist. But we're not 100% sure. Right, but the probability right. is so high that every scientist that I've ever seen, uh, beside, you know, I, every scientist that I've ever heard, every astrophysicist that I've ever heard said it probably did begin to exist, but we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So they jump to the I don't know for sure. They jump gotcha. in that, that billionth of a second and they're like, I don't know if it existed. Gotcha. Right. So, or, or, or you know, that didn't begin to exist or it began mm -hmm. to exist, whatever, right? So what I'm trying to say is that you know we have incredible evidence that suggests the universe began to exist. We got incredible evidence that God creates uh, – uh, you, you know, we get a perspective, our perspective change. And this is where I wanted to get into uh, uh, with uh, um, Galileo. He said you know, one of the biggest mistakes that we make uh, is, is not exegeting scripture from the correct point of view. Right, so um, we see a perspective change in Genesis from Genesis one one to one two. Right, like he's right. now, you know, on the you know the earth is formless and without void. It was a wasteland, and we know that it's kind of watery. Right, so we also see this in science. The earth was a water planet at first, mm -hmm. and it was covered in thick layers of darkness and clouds. And and matter of fact, our 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 planet yeah. alone was uh, a, its atmosphere, primordial Earth's atmosphere, was thicker than Venus's now. And Venus yeah. only allows red light through. Right. 
Right. David, There's no osmosis. I, but anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I hate go ahead. I hate to cut you off. We got a couple minutes left, and I want to get Andrew and Josh's responses. We are actually going to continue this discussion on Facebook Live and YouTube. So you, if you haven't sus- subscribed to CSG's YouTube channel or Facebook page, like go go like that. Go subscribe to it right now because we're going to go live at 8:20 to continue this conversation. But Josh, let me get your. Uh, let me get. Let, let's close out the episode with you, and then whenever we come back at eight twenty, Andrew, are you going to join us on the eight twenty episode? That is something I'm just learning existed. So, I'm oh, <laughs> let me. Okay. Well, I mean, can, do you want to? Uh, let me run it by my wife, but I'm I'm more than happy. Let to me. Let me. Idiot. Let me You're do this then. Let me get your thoughts on. <laughs> let me get your th- closing thoughts. We'll close out the episode with you, and then Josh, whenever we come back at eight twenty, we'll get what you think on what David said, and then we'll continue it. But, Andrew, go ahead. Give us your closing thoughts, and then we will close this episode out. Well, I really appreciate you letting me go first because I would not want to be the one to close this out. I think Josh is going <laughs> to give us a stronger <laughs> ending here. Um, but, yes, I mean, the the ultimate premise that we're both divided on but we're both making sure we're trying to be faithful to is we want to know what the text actually says. And so the, the part that would tear me in David's favor is if God isn't communicating in his word to us that this creation narrative was the entry point of all material creation, that obviously you could see where that would press against some of my presuppositions and being raised. Um, and it might actually have more emotional bearing than it would um, exegetical mm-hmm. and, and objective intellectual bearing. So this is one of those things that I thought I was pretty secure in my functionalism, but David's given some good enough rebuttal to where now I'm going to play with equal scales and um, go back and take a look and really see if I want to dedicate all the way and say that John Walton's wrong. I don't know Mm. about that. Yeah, I've got to go read what John Walton said, and i I got to get caught up to speed on this debate. I really do. But, Josh, let me get your closing thoughts on this. We've got about three minutes left. But, Josh, let me get your closing thoughts on this, and then then we will close out this episode. What's up, brother? All right. Um, well, goodness, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so minutes, so much to do in two minutes, yeah, right? It's, uh, I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm going to come to a point where I'm going to say that I, I think Walton is wrong about what Genesis is, is really describing here overall. Yeah. Um, but you know, whether I, you know, dive into, um, you know, a number of different things that, that make me, you know, really think that this is also describing material creation, you know, I, I'll leave the door open to that for sure. Uh, cause you know, I, I don't know enough about the Hebrew and all of that to be totally positive on all this stuff. Um, I will say that I, I, I know some people that are, are very deep in the Hebrew that, um, would, would say that, you know, you know, when they're talking about better sheet to Elohim at bara, like bara means ordering and, and not creating out of nothing. So um, I would tend to side with them just because I, I, I know them and I know what, you know, kind of the level of their knowledge, but um, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to learn. So um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, kind of come down here and pretend to be some kind of an expert. That's right. That's right. And, and that's the thing over here. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do as well. I've got so many questions for you guys and so little time to do it. So again, we'll continue this, uh, we'll continue this discussion over on the Facebook Live and the YouTube channel. Uh, so again, go subscribe to that. If you haven't, go like it. If you haven't, and catch the conversation. 8.20, so we'll take a little break, you know, 20-minute break, and then we'll be back then uh, at 8.20 to continue this. But David, the, let, let's end with this. We got like, let's see, a minute exactly left. So what are we going to talk about a little bit next 
in we're gonna we're gonna get in the Hebrew, bro. We're gonna get okay. in the Hebrew. We're gonna start talking about bara, and we're okay. gonna discuss where ha, the, the placement of it and so forth. So I think yes. that will be the the wisest place to start. Fair enough. All right, let's do that. And then, man, I want to thank you guys just for coming on. If you haven't, go check out Tending Our Nets YouTube channel. Go check out Pour It. Go check out Andrew Does Apologetics. I'm going to go check that out because, brother, man, and, and and thank you, dude, for coming on. That's how we spread. That's how we, you know, take, like, literally, we're trying to take over, right? And so we and have so to do begins. it. And so it begins. Like, And, and I'm <laughs> with David on that, like, combining and collabing podcasts. And I, I love it. That's why I invite people like Chris Date, David Paulman, you know, uh, David, Josh, all these people, you know, because we're all, all of our, our goal is the same, to tell people about Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus, to make disciples and to go to the nations. And that's what we're trying to do at CSG. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time at www kqqradio.com thank you for listening good night god bless and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>